Welcome to the Art Impact Podcast, a place to talk about walking your path and leading your artistic career through mastery, entrepreneurship, and social impact. I'm Raquel Balestella, a business coach and a theater maker, and I'm here to help you build a sustainable, impactful, and freaking awesome career as an artist. Following your creative call is one of the most exhilarating and deep down fulfilling journeys there is. And it's one where we feel the most vulnerable too. It can be everything but easy at times, but I know you wouldn't settle for anything less. This podcast is made by and for entrepreneurial artists who are finding new ways of creating more art and impact in the world. If learning how to lead your career as an entrepreneur while building a heart-to-heart community, having a pretty beautiful bank account and loads of fun along the way, it's your thing too, this podcast is for you. Let's dive in. Hey and welcome to one more episode of Art Impact. I'm your host, Raquel Balestella, and I'm so thrilled to have you here today. In today's episode, I'm talking to Gary Albert. Gary is a Moot Award-winning artist who creates music to ignite awe and inspire wonder in the world. The genre-bending multi-instrumentalist blurs the lines between neoclassical, impressionistic music, synth-drenched cinematic sounds and emotionally arresting melodies and harmonies. He loops and layers his soaring flute, sparkling piano and velvet vocals into a transcendental sonic tonic that critics have as a mood instrumental dream or a poetic and introspective dimension and mesmerizing. Gary grew up in a working class family in the 80s in Hackney, London, and later received full scholarships to the Purcell School of Music, Guildhill Hall School of Music and Drama and the Royal Academy of Music. He has performed alongside Queen's Brian May and Judy Dench at the Royal Albert Hall, composed the score for a hit TV series on E4, toured the UK, won multiple awards for his work, and now he spends his time creating and performing his own immersive live music experiences. Gary lives in East London in the United Kingdom. I'm so excited to share this conversation with you. We, well, I just had a blast and it was such a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful talk. I can't wait to share with you. Let's jump in. So welcome to the Art Impact podcast, Gary Albert. It's such an amazing pleasure to have you here today. I have tons of questions and I can't wait to hear all we are going to talk about it. Thank you so much for being the show today. Thank you so much for having me. I have been loving listening to the podcast ever since our mutual friend introduced us as a possibility for this coming together. And I think you're doing such a wonderful thing with this ah. podcast philosophy and the message that you're spreading out into the world. So I feel really honored to be having this conversation with you. Oh. Oh, thank you so much for that. Oh, it's amazing. Great to know that you're listening to the show as well. Oh, it's great. Great. So you're in the art podcast tribe. Yes. <laughs> Perfect. I um, am. And you know what? It's, it's really important to me to, to know actually the energy of what I'm sort of getting involved with because, you know, the kind of work that I do and the sort of integrity behind it, it's really important that I sort of resonate and connect with what I'm being interviewed for. So, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I really do resonate. Oh <laughs> uh, yes, yes. No, yeah. I've so we ha- we have this friend in common, and uh, 
and Pet Petra Bongart, right? And uh, and she, yeah. she, yeah, such a lovely, yeah, just a lovely friend. And and so she, yeah, yeah, yeah. Petra Bongart, if you're hearing us, a big, big kiss to you right now. And then, yeah. and then, <laughs> and then, yeah. And then, so she she recommended, uh, yeah, she gave me a idea. Oh, you think you should uh, interview Gary? And when I had the look on your on your website and your work. I yeah I found the same feeling. Oh my goodness, we we resonate so much. There is so much resonance between our work and uh, in between on what we are looking for to build and and create in the world. So yeah, so I, it's the same here. I feel that very much the same. And uh, yeah, so tell us. I would I love to start with this question uh, because I think it's always just so important to all of us. Uh, to creators and um, artists out there and uh, to understand that we are all human beings with a story and you know with a beginning a middle and 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 many many endings and um, tell us your story Gary Albert I, I would love to know my story wow okay so I was born in East London yeah. in the 80s into mm -hmm. a working class family. Mm -hmm. So money was very scarce. Uh -huh. And I think what often comes with growing up poor yeah. is that yeah. you learn different values. And I'm not saying it's better or worse than anything else. It's just different. Yeah. And one of the values that I learned with my grandmother, because I spent a lot of time with my grandmother growing up, mm -hmm. was the value of music and film and art. Mm -hmm. So we would watch all of the great musicals together. She had this huge record collection. Um, and that was, music was a big part of my childhood, but not in the way of playing music. That, that came much later. Mm -hmm. And by the way, for those listening, my expression through art is of music so yes. i'm a composer and a performer of my own music yeah. and i started to learn music when i was 11 years old and there was this amazing moment when i was in a school assembly mm -hmm. and the school had arranged for these six musicians to come and perform for the school as a way to encourage us young kids to take up an instrument yes yes And I remember this wind quint, uh, this wind sextet. So it was flute, oboe, piano, French horn, bassoon, clarinet, and piano. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they were playing this beautiful music by a French composer called Francis Poulenc, who is still my favorite French impressionistic composer. Oh, wow. But one instrument stood out more than the rest, and it was the flute. And when I heard this solo flute melody, emerging from this silver instrument with the sunlight sparkling off the silver around the room. Mm. I can only explain it as something in my soul yes. rec recognized it. Ah. And I'm 11 years old, right? So I've got mm. no reference for the word soul or yes. anything spiritual at all, right? Yes, yes. So something in my soul recognized this sound, this instrument, this energy. And I was totally mesmerized, absolutely captivated. And I just knew that I had to know about this instrument. So I marched straight up to the flute player and I said, please, uh, I, I want to learn how to do this. And I started flute lessons and I became totally obsessed with learning how to play the flute. Yes. I would go into school an hour early every morning to practice. I would go at lunchtime, break time, after school, Saturday, music school I joined. Oh, and wow. then the rest is history. I got yes. scholarships to go to the Purcell School of Music, which is a which is a private boarding school for young gifted musicians. And for somebody like me coming from a, a very working class family, this is a totally and utterly new world mm -hmm. and experience. So I'm yes. like 16 years old and I'm going into this completely different experience yes. I have no reference for. Mm -hmm. And then I get a scholarship to the Guildhall School of Music and Drama and then later to the Royal Academy of Music. 
And that's really the the main bulk of the first part of my story of my life. Yeah, yeah. What happens after that, I'll do the quick version, is that I get depressed at music college. Okay, yeah. I'm very unhappy because it's it's not lighting me up anymore. It's a lot of pressure. It's a lot of stress. It's very strict and disciplined and lacking in joy and magic and wonder. Okay. And wow. I realize that this isn't the world that I want to be in. So I come out of the classical music world, a very, very difficult decision at like 19 years old, because mm-hmm. you think, wow, I've got a scholarship to one of, to a world-class conservatoire for classical music, and I'm throwing it all away. But something in my heart yeah. knew that this wasn't for me. So I made the bold decision to leave. Wow. I go off and I party and I start clubbing and I'm drinking and smoking and I'm sort of doing that big escape thing that most of us did in our 20s. Yes. As we're trying to discover what it is that we really want and who we really are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I do that for a good number of years and then I become quite sick because of that and I mm-hmm. discover natural medicine, which mm-hmm. heals a number of health conditions that I have. And I take a completely different route. I train as a kinesiologist, natural medicine practitioner, a hypnotherapist. I, I go into my spiritual healing path yes. for a good five, six, seven, eight years. Oh, wow. And then it's during the lockdown. Yeah. I have time to reflect and contemplate and realize that there's a big piece missing in my life and it's my music. Ah. And so I bring the music back and now I'm integrating and bringing it all together this the spiritual stuff the my music and so in the lockdown i started to realize i needed to share my own music now i've always written and composed my own music but i've never shared it in a in a public way yes and yes the lockdown gave me the time to really look at my life and contemplate what it is that i really want to do and and the, a huge the huge um message and the insight and the epiphany is you're here to do music. You're here to share your gift of music to mm. inspire awe and wonder in the world. And so that's yeah, what I'm yeah. doing now with my music. I'm composing and performing my own live immersive music experiences. Wow. One of which I've just freshly come out of on f- this Friday, the 7th yeah. of October. Yes. I performed my solo concert, Metamorphosis. So I'm still in the shimmer, the sparkle, <laughs> the... The flourish the seasoning of of performing a big solo concert it was absolutely wow. wonderful so gosh that's my story i mean wow. it's a 30 a 39 year old a 39 year long story yes yeah, yeah, that wasn't too too long i tried no. to do a quick condensed version no not at all not at all we want more we want more oh it's amazing such a beautiful journey yes yes and and tell us more about your yeah this last concert that is well for i can really see you but but our listeners can't but i can really see in your body that this this experience and this big celebration that had just happened last friday is still in you like oh, vibrating tell us more about it it's rippling it's emanating it's burgeoning it's bubbling <laughs> it's doing all the things and it's interesting actually just telling you a bit of my life story because I honestly feel that the concert, it was called Metamorphosis. Yeah, yeah. I honestly feel that Metamorphosis was the culmination of my entire journey up to this point. And I don't feel like that about every performance I do. Yeah. But something about Metamorphosis seemed to encapsulate and bring in my entire life story. Mm. and what I'm always so in awe of and always trying to work out because to me, it's a mystery. But when I look at my childhood, mm-hmm. this sort of poor working class family coming from a history in my family of oh, alcoholism and drugs and addiction mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. very difficult circumstances. Yeah. Yeah. That, somehow I have received the grace and blessings to have that moment in the school assembly where I'm offered an opportunity Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to say yes to something that will, that would change the course of my life forever. And I get really emotional 
saying that because I can see the other direction my life could have taken. Yes. Right? Yes. A, a darker, and I'm not saying my life has been easy. It's been challenging and difficult in many, many, many ways mm-hmm. as mm-hmm. it has in in each individual for each individual probably listening to this podcast Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i'm privileged in many ways but i come from a difficult background so i always i'm always asking the question why do some people Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. get the grace and the blessing to discover their gifts yes and to pursue their gifts yes and why do some people receive the the gift of certain teachers and mentors and people that propel them forward yeah and some people don't seem to get that mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. metamorphosis was really an opportunity for me to really dive into that mm-hmm. and to stop questioning it and to just express it ah. because to me there's no answer to that question why do some people receive those blessings and grace and some people seem to struggle more to find it um it's a mystery i don't know why that is and i i actually have had to work through a lot of guilt complex around Mm. that yes no when i you when you experience the wider world as struggling and you see images of other human beings in dire circumstances and such horrible situations that that we generally in the west can't really imagine Mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. through mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. why why I got my life and it you know that that kind of question often comes into my mind and I'm often asking well how can I make things better how can I help improve things yeah can I make the world a better place and it's easy to go off into other areas rather than actually what your true gifts are right so it's like well do i need to solve world hunger do i need to stop war do i need to stop nuclear weapons do i need to stop climate change do i need to help the environment what is how do i make the world a better place and the answer that i always keep coming back to is do your art expressed express your gifts and share your music because that's what comes easiest to me. And that's what's most impactful to others. I've come to learn eventually after this 39 year life journey so far. Yeah. Yeah. And I can't stop war. I can't heal world hunger. I can't stop nuclear weapons and I can't save the environment all on my own. Yeah. And the only world that I can make a better place is my immediate world right here, right now, the world around me with the yeah. people and the environment around me. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I've had to grapple with questions like, well, it's just music. It's just mm-hmm. art. Is that really enough to make this world a better place? Yeah. 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 Well, I suppose the answer to that question is no, it's not enough to make the the whole world a better place. Yeah. It's enough to help us take one step forward and another step and another step and another step. And the concept metamorphosis mm-hmm, mm-hmm, was, mm-hmm. was just that. It was just to support us to take another step towards mm-hmm. the kind of world that we all want to live in. Yeah. Um, and yeah, yeah. it's a difficult it's a difficult thing because then my mind goes to, well, are we just, you know, a bun- am, I, are we, am I just preaching to the converted? Like, are mm. all the people in my it's already sort mm. of there in that conscious space? Yes. But, you know, when you receive messages from people afterwards and you receive the feedback, people saying to me things like, I see my life in such from such a new perspective after experiencing this music or I suddenly one woman come up to me and said gosh I suddenly feel like anything is possible in my life somebody else said to me yesterday I received a message saying I've been sitting on this really exciting idea for years and seeing you up there just doing your thing has inspired me to finally take action and actually get moving with this idea and that idea that they want to move forward with is is a life-changing idea for many people out there 
Yeah. Right? yeah. And so, yes, music and art can change the world because yeah. there's, this, there's this ripple effect that happens. And you have no idea as the artist who you're impacting, how you're impacting them, and what those, how far those ripples are going to go out, right? Yes. Yes. So, yes, anyone out there, I suppose the message that I'm trying to send is that anyone out there who's questioning is, am I enough? Is my art enough to change the world? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Look, it's not going to change the whole world, but it's going to change. It's going to help us take one step closer. Yeah. And that's all we can do. We can only take one step, can't we? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, I feel oh. like I'm just... <laughs> Oh my goodness. Oh, Making this... some huge United Nations speech. <laughs> Such a beautiful United Nations speech. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Gary, thank you so much for sharing all this. Yeah, all, all your thoughts and experience with that and all, with all these questions and, and grappling with these questions. I, 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 I love that you have these questions. I, I have all of them inside me as well. And uh, Oh, darling, I'm constantly yeah. grappling. <laughs> I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like my daily life is a grapple fest. <laughs> constantly grappling with impossible to answer questions. Oh, me too, me too, me too. <laughs> I think, you know, that is one of the... Um, sort of ways of the artist you know uh -huh. if yeah. especially artists who are well i believe all artists are on some kind of spiritual path but those of us who are sort of actively choosing to use our art in a spiritual context i think you know one of the major aspects of that is the deep grappling with deep questions about the universe and life and being human and what it all means and how we can make it all better. I think that is sort of one of the ingrained, part of the ingrained DNA of being an artist on a spiritual path. Yes, definitely, definitely. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And you know what, uh, so many, so many things. Yeah, I'm so glad that we are recording this Aiken and, and I can hear it again many, many times because there is so much treasures so many precious treasures on what you just said but i feel things that that really stuck with me is that this being aware of of the gift of the bless that you received is the the motor is what moves you to then expand you know these gifts to other people you know it's it's I love that. I really, really, really love that. Like, as you can recognize how music, how seeing, you know, that 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 flautist on that day, you know, it completely changed your life, and how how gratuitous it was pure of gratuity that moment, and so that really enables you to really want to give that back. As, as you can, you know, freely to the world so other people can eventually find, you know, their their path as well. So so being that, like being a musician or or as you are discovering in many, many other ways, isn't it? And I find that really, really fascinating. And, and another thing that I, I find fascinating is that for me as well, as I was, yeah, studying in in, in my case theater and you know becoming a theater maker and creating stuff and I always had this question what is this for what is this for is this enough is this enough you know like but uh, you know like exact the same question but is is this going to help with the world hunger you know what, what is this for what is this for and 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 I didn't have any any answers for that in you know in this in my studies or or anything any any there wasn't any class about you know what are the impacts of art and emotional impacts or spiritual impacts or physical impact well being and and I'm so glad that today more and more uh, as we are able to know our brains much more than you know like 20 years ago more and more we can see even prove you know scientifically all the all these intuitions and impressions that we we had you know as an artist before that 
Art is indeed an amazing tool for mental health. Art is indeed an amazing tool for social integration and, you know, all these things that we want and need in our personal lives, in lives as, as a society. So, yeah, it's amazing to see those things coming together and, uh, and how in your path it looks to me that uh, and let me know if if you think you agree like you kind of you did did a deep dive into art and then you kind of did a deep uh, dive in kind of the consequences that art can have you know in someone's life and uh, and now you are kind of gathering them together being that in your art in what you create for example in your show being that in the other you know uh, services that uh, and you know in other career other art your other career as a facilitator and and mm. all yeah but what do you think yeah do, do you see things absolutely like yeah. that yeah yeah and i'm still discovering mm-hmm. what all that means and how to do it as well how to express it in the world yes and i i have just recently come to admit Mm -hmm. and to realize and acknowledge that I'm actually still very much a a young a baby in this world of of um making music in this specific way to aid transformation and that's a difficult thing to admit as someone who's been a professional musician for 20 years yeah. When you've when you've done something at a high level for so long and you become a, a newbie again at something or a beginner again at something, that's really challenging. It's really difficult mm-hmm. to sort of to sort of be in that beginner's mind, to 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 say, Wow, I'm back at the beginning of a discovery process. Yeah. And even though my I suppose I believe my whole life has been the educational space to lead me up to this point in my life where I can do this, Mm -hmm. the actual doing of this is still relatively new. Like I said, it was only during the lockdown. Mm -hmm. I really Mm -hmm. opened up this whole new way of making music and this more spiritual approach to sharing my art. I've always, not always, I've been spiritual for a long time on a spiritual path, but I've always been spiritually minded. Even as a young kid, I remember as young as possible mm-hmm. i was going off to the library to find books because we didn't i didn't have the internet then so i was going off to the library to look for books on crystals and energies and angels mm-hmm. and god and religion and spirituality and psychology and i've always had a, a deep fascination i was always going off to the local synagogue or the local church mm-hmm. or the local mosque because i was just so fascinated and intrigued and curious mm-hmm. at what these people were doing and why yeah. And another, another fascination I've always had is with the cosmos and the universe and the stars and the planets and what's out there. So I've always had that way of thinking and being and sort of questioning. Yes, yes. Then my spirit, when my spiritual path started, I don't know, maybe 12 years ago. Yeah. As a, as a conscious activity, seeking out things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, in the lockdown, bringing sort of all that together with my music what the, the lockdown was like three years ago, wasn't it now? Sort of just yeah. over three years ago. Yeah. Two and yeah. a half years, two and a half years. And so that's really when all of the music opened back up again. And I sort of started to put the pieces of the puzzle together. So it's, you know, yeah, I'm the musical expression of my spirituality is still relatively new, mm-hmm. but it also feels age old as well. At the same time, it's an, it's a strange mm. feeling, strange feeling to be, to be new at something, but also it also to be so familiar as well. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand that. Yeah. It's this paradoxical, mm. yeah, mm. feeling of yeah. And and I think there is a lot of when we are doing something, I think well, that's my experience at least. That every time that we dare to really do something that is brave, that's courageous, that's from our heart. You know, and uh, we really dare to go there and 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 bring that to the world. You know, and I think I, we always feel as as it's our first day or on something, isn't it? We are always going. It's really hard to. I don't know if 
if you if your heart is the same but for me it's really hard to follow my heart in known territory you know my my heart is always leading me to unknown territories i'm exactly the same (laughs) i it's like a need to be on the edge of something new something different something cutting edge something completely that pushes me to the edge of what's comfortable yeah like yeah i totally i totally resonate with that and i think that that is the function that some human beings have to play now because Mm. that's what's going to move things forward yes in a way that is going to create a more sustainable world to live in yes yeah definitely. we need new ways we need new ways because a lot of the old ways are no longer serving us we're yeah. realizing that we're surviving rather than living and thriving yeah and it's gonna take well personally this is just my belief but i believe that artists are healers of the planet mm-hmm Yes, I love that. You wrote that, I think, on the first mail that we changed or the second. I just love this expression. Yes, yes. And that's that's a full circle moment because we were using music and art and movement to heal and transform and to commune with each other and the planet right from the beginning of when humans have existed. And Mm. we know because we have to we only have to look at those ancient carvings in stone and wood we only have to look at the fact that there has um over the last couple of years been a flute discovered Mm -hmm. made from the bone of a bear thigh and that dates back to the neanderthals which were some of the first human beings this is like forty thousand years ago the neanderthals were creating a simple technology to create melody and music right this is before language existed wow we have been communing around fires through movement and chanting and voice yeah way before we could communicate through language and so you know music and art and movement has always been our greatest healer and it's we're starting to realize that this is the way it needs to be again yeah yes yes i think yeah i I totally agree with you i think today we have uh, a more and more like rising uh, awareness of of this isn't it's not that art wasn't there in the whole history doing its healing and you know and 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 well-being and 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 community work in a way well it was there for the whole time but today we are so 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 aware of it i think isn't it yeah absolutely yeah 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 yeah. definitely i'm i'm curious about something um tell me a bit about your work as a as a facilitator and uh so for example i i love this workshop that you give sometime called the child in your voice Mm -hmm. tell us more about this other other side of your work and yeah yeah so i love blending my well let's so let me just sort of give a pre yes pre story to this up until a couple of years ago i've often felt like two separate people there's the music me yeah and then there's the sort of facilitation coach healer side of me exactly. and they have felt mm. very separate mm. like two different people two different humans living completely different lives mm-hmm. During the lockdown, so mm-hmm. the, lo- the lockdown, <laughs> the, the transformation, yeah, it's the the pivotal point of everything for me. Yeah. Um, and I know for many people on the planet, it was devastating. So I don't want to take away from the the, the pain that that caused, but and also I had my own challenges as well. But for me personally, a lot of good things came out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so during the lockdown, it's like these two sides of me became a whole integrated being. Mm. And the child in your voice is a workshop mm-hmm. or a he- Well, I wouldn't call it a workshop. I'd call it a healing, an, an immersive music alchemy healing journey mm. where I blend together my sort of skills and schooling as a hypnotherapist and as a coach and therapist with my music 
So it's a guided journey to connect people back to literally what it says on the tin, the child in the voice, the the young kid that was shut down and locked down with beliefs like don't blow your own trumpet or, oh God, he loves the sound of his own voice or don't be the center of attention or get back in your box. Don't be overconfident, which I think those sort of beliefs that we all grew up with are one of the main reasons we all struggle with feeling good enough to really boldly go out there and share our voice, whatever that voice is, whether it's through art, whether it's through being a dog groomer, I don't know, whatever, we all have our function to play and it's all beautiful. Yeah, yeah. And um, to be seen and to be heard is I think one of our greatest desires to just be really seen for who we are and what we have to offer, Yeah, whatever it is that you have to offer. And the child in your voice um, also incorporates a live transmission of improvised music as I'm guiding the process mm -hmm. to help people really deepen into their experience of transformation and, and healing. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's the other side of the work that I do. Yeah. And then the other thing is that I also coach um, other artists to discover their deeper spiritual connection to their art. So, you know, if you're an artist who, who like me for many years was in a, working in a way that just felt so out of alignment with who I really was inside. Yeah. You know, performing in, oh, I don't know, like late night clubs and surrounded by alcohol and drama and what have you. Um, so I help artists to discover their deeper connection, their deeper spiritual connection to their gifts in a way that they can, like me, go out there and, take a step closer to making the world a better place through their art. Yeah. So I take individuals in a one-to-one -one capacity through that journey of healing and deeper seeing and clarity. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Yeah. Such a beautiful, I, I, I'm, I'm so glad you found, you know, all these, these connections and, and yeah, that things are like, so, um, uh, united and and yeah and so much more powerful they feel now than before isn't it and mm -hmm. yes yes well, other thing that i've struggled with is is um doing so many different things mm. she always felt because i i'm have adhd i'm mm -hmm. diagnosed with adhd and it's been a big part of what's made my life difficult in the past yes mm -hmm. which i'm now sort of on this journey of realizing that a lot of those, what I thought were curses are now gifts and sort of turning everything on its head. Yeah. And one of the curses in my life has felt like I can't just stick with one thing. I've constantly got to hop, skip and jump from being a musician, but now I want to be an actor and now I want to be a hypnotherapist and now I want to be a kinesiologist and now I want to be a musician again, but now I want to be a hypnotherapist again. And, oh, goodness me, it's been something that I have felt was that made me a failure actually for uh -huh. many years. Mm -hmm. But now I'm realizing that actually all of those things are coming together in a really powerful way. Yes. And what I've, what I realize is that so many of us artists now are, um, I think there's a word for it. Is it multi-potentialite or something like that? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Where, where this desire and inclination to explore lots of different things is actually what expands us. It's what grows us and opens the mind and the heart. Yes. So many different experiences and so many different wisdoms and um, bodies of knowledge. I think we've, we've, we've really moved out of a time and a paradigm where you've got to decide what you want to do and stick with it for the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. We live in a world where we're so much more free to yeah. choose and change and shift and pivot in our lives. You know, I remember being asked at school, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I remember even then thinking, well, I just want to be what I want to be in the moment. Like, mm. do I really have to choose mm -hmm. something and stick with that forever? We've moved away from that. Mm -hmm. I think it's still very much in the consciousness. Yes. And I think people still do struggle to follow that inclination to want to change and, and do something different with their life because they, you know, feel like, oh, they're a failure at the thing they're currently doing. And I say, if you have a drive in your heart to take a different direction or learn something new 
or train as something new or have a different career or learn a new skill, go for it. Because I think that we are made that way as human beings. Mm -hmm. We're made to want to explore and learn and and um, uh, charter new territories. That's how anything in history was discovered. Any great invention or new body of work or anything that that sort of made things better was discovered by somebody who took a chance, who went down a different path or did something different to the norm, you know? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Definitely. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Gary, we're so much alike. I can't believe that. <laughs> I found my other my other half around. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like today is a collection of sort of speeches for the greater good. It's just sort of coming out of my mouth. <laughs> amazing. So amazing. So beautiful. Well, thank you so much for sharing with us all of these discoveries and and and, and beauty all around it's such a beautiful thing oh thank you mm. and uh yeah no for me you know like for me as well the the lockdown was a really uh integrational you know like talking like more in young term like it was really a moment of integration for me as well and and although it was really really hard and um And of course, I could see so so much suffering out there. And for me, was was very positive as well. It was really this moment of of yeah integration of really realizing, okay, let's go for what I really want to do in this life. You know how how much time do I think I really have? You know, like and 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 all those things and and uh, what you know what is really holding me holding me up is like it's all these excuses that i'm giving myself or it's just fear you know all to have this very simple and basic and primal questions just in front of me and 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 this podcast just exists because of that you know i think this podcast would not have existed uh, if it wasn't because of the lockdown and all the transformations that it brought Or maybe it would have existed in five years from now, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, like and uh, and would be a, yeah, it would be a shame first of all for me. So yeah, no, I, I, I totally see you there. Then yeah, really, really. Yeah, and this this podcast is an emanation of your heart, isn't it? It's an it's an expression of your gifts, of your knowledge and your wisdom and your experience and your ability to communicate and draw out of another person their story, their um, beliefs, or their, the wisdom that they've picked up from their lives. So your, your gift is to create a space where something can emerge from somebody that's going to be helpful to somebody else. Yeah. You know, and in a deeper, more profound way, each of us as human beings are an emanation of the universe. We're a, we're a creation of, um, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, the universe, the great being, God, whatever. Mm -hmm. And so what comes through us, what moves through us, like I said, whether you're a musician, an artist or a dog groomer, it's, it's, if it's a calling that wants to burgeon through you mm. and it's true and it's real and it's authentic, then, then that is, that is an, a, a ripple that goes all the way to the big bang 15 billion years ago. It's an, it's a creative expression of the universe. And I'll just tell you why I keep using the, I keep telling you why I keep using the um, the example of a dog groomer. Yeah, <laughs> a dog groomer's for. I've got two dogs. I've got two cockapoos who have so much love and joy and beauty to my life. Mm. But I take them to a dog groomer mm -hmm. who I believe has found her spiritual purpose in life. Ah. Right, because she, the the depth of love and and craft and pleasure and specificity and precision and joy that she brings to her work is an inspiration to me. Oh, wow. Right. Oh, from, wow. from the moment I drop them off to the, to the beginning of watching her do her job, she's in her element. She's found what absolutely lights up her heart. To the moment that I pick them up and I get to experience the joy. I believe that she's found her spiritual purpose, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. 
And this was a great lesson to me because you might think, well, to have any great um, impact in the world, you've got to do something grand and big and like music or art or film or whatever it is. Yeah. Curing cancer, solving world hunger, like, you know, going back to the beginning of this conversation. Yeah. And actually there are billions and billions of people in this world and each of us has a different role and a different function and a different thing to express Mm -hmm. from the micro to the macro. Yes, we need people who are solving world hunger. We need people who are solving and curing diseases. We need people who are fighting to stop war and put an end to climate change, right? We need all those people. But we also need people in the close community who are keeping everything else functioning and turning and moving yeah in a beautiful yes. way yes you know from your local coffee shop owner so my local coffee shop stone brothers is an absolute hub of love connection community togetherness there's something special about the way that those two brothers run that place mm-hmm. and i don't think they're particularly spiritually minded at all uh-huh, uh-huh. they're just mm-hmm. good people mm-hmm. <laughs> they're good honest people running a good honest business mm-hmm. and people can feel it mm-hmm. and oh the friend the friendships that i've made from sitting in that coffee shop almost every day has changed my life in such profound ways wow. and so you know the point i'm trying to make is that it doesn't have to be something that on the outside looks like some huge altruistic act exactly yeah you know it it can be but it doesn't have to be yes and as long as your heart is there and the love and the intention yeah to do something beautiful and helpful yeah it can really be anything (laughs) yes definitely no 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 i so agree with you with that yes because yeah it's is as is as powerful is because maybe it's not as visible but is it's as powerful isn't it it's yeah i really have this absolutely impression yes wow amazing okay wow yeah. i think we could talk for another three hours easy peasy oh i could talk for way longer than that <laughs> longer than that even (laughs) infinite 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 talking infinite i feel like i've been talking since the beginning of time (laughs) (laughs) oh yeah and uh, and yet yet this beautiful chat of today needs to come to a close unfortunately unfortunately but uh, we can do more we can do more another time we can, do, we can continue we can continue i'm up for it yes yes we do and um so to we we talked and we touched on that so many times already but just um to synthesize um and finish this beautiful uh show that we're doing Gary Albert, what is the biggest impact of art in the world for you? The biggest impact that art can have in the world for me is to bring me back to my own heart. Mm. And that, I think, is the only way that we can be better Mm. in this life if we're all more in our own hearts we're kinder we're more compassionate we're more generous and so the most impactful art that i've experienced has been the art that brings me more into my own heart Mm. and i don't think there's any um i don't think there's any um coincidence that heart and art sound and look the same in many ways yes definitely definitely yeah mm. oh my goodness yeah gary albert thank you so much for joining us today such an amazing pleasure honor joy to have you in in our podcast thank you so much for all the beautiful powerful wholehearted work that you do out there and um 
And I hope our next talk is very soon. <laughs> Thank you so much. And I just wanted to say how much I appreciate you and your energy and the work that you're doing. You know, all of us doing this together is such an important step forward. And um, if anyone out there is um, listening and intrigued about the music that mm -hmm. I made. Yes. Uh, you can head over to garyalbertmusic.com. It's all there. Yeah. Oh, there's so many delicious things for you to go and discover. And you can find me across all channels at Gary Albert Music. It's really easy. Mm, amazing, amazing. And we will put all these links on the show notes so people can also find very, very, very easily. Yeah, Beautiful. perfect. Lovely. Thank okay. you so much. Thank you, Gary. Thank you. Mwah. Mwah. Now I wonder, what was your favorite insight in this episode? And most importantly, how can you integrate this new discovery into your practice as a creator right now? Want to go deeper? Go to our website and subscribe to our newsletter and receive exclusive insights and inspiration on building a freaking awesome career as a socially engaged creator every other week thank you so much for listening as always you can find our show notes or any links that we mentioned today on our website www.raquelbalistela.com podcast if you got some interesting insights or found more clarity and inspiration in this episode, could you please do me a quick favor and leave us a five stars review? This podcast is still pretty new and your review will help other artists just like you to find it and discover new ways of expanding their art and impact too. Thank you so much for following your creative path and for all the beautiful, meaningful, extraordinary things you create in the world, whatever form they take. Have a great rest of your week, and I will catch up with you next time.